So when are we starting? Yeah, that was sneaky. I saw that. <laughs> he started already. I heard it. I heard it. Yeah, heard that's it? what he does. That's what he does every that's time. That's crazy. Well, what's new, Uso? What do we got? What's today? The 6th of April. Yeah, but why does that matter? Because we have another guest. And who is this guest? My childhood friend, Cody. Cody. Hello, Cody. Nice to meet you guys for the thousandth time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know you very well, but... Yeah. When was the first time that we met? Oh, shit. Um, the time, <laughs> time we went hammocking, maybe? We might, have really? run in, we might have run into each other before, but... The last spring? No, I think it was at your sister's wedding. Oh, oh yeah, I was there. Yep. I was there. I think that was the first time. Yeah. Oh, that was a... I do remember that. You were looking sharp. You had a vest on. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I'm sure you don't remember anything from that day. Okay. <laughs> I was so I had Man, you I were going around. Duties. Yeah, you yeah. were walking I had around. Duties to do. Sipping drinks, everything. I didn't enjoy the nine course meal. I felt like you enjoyed the whole wedding though. Yeah, overall. You were cool. doing nothing but smiling and laughing and dancing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. <laughs> Alright, so who are you, Cody? I am Usa's long childhood friends. We've known each other since elementary school. We went to the same elementary school, middle school, high school. Do you remember when we first met, Uso? <laughs> he doesn't remember anything. <laughs> About that. Um, no. Do you have any like specific memories of us when we were kids? Oh, yeah. I do. What's a good one? <laughs> I, have one I have a pretty good one in my head right now. It better not mean running. Say it. Tell it. Okay. Anyway, um, I one that I really remember is um, we were big on um, what the late Cartoon Network stuff with the Naruto. Yeah. And I remember when we were on the bus, we would just you do hand signs and. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, he was telling me about that. He was telling you about it? We, yeah, we, we just we just practice and um I was also the kid who just printed out a whole sheet of like the jutsus so we could just practice. You still know that Phoenix flower jutsu? Yeah, you know that tiger sign? Oh you're asking me. Yeah. <laughs> you don't remember. <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought it was just really funny. I, that was a good memory for me. I remember um Usa used to be a big fan of Rock Lee. And back then he had these ankle weights that he would put oh, on his Lord. legs. Yeah. Oh, seriously. Yeah. He would, my house, he would like run with them to my house. <laughs> and then when he would leave my house, he would take off like this. Take off. Hey, you were go. you did the Naruto run? Yeah, dude. Oh, I was no. in I was like elementary school. Yeah. Oh no. Wow. You were one of those. You're days. saying it's it's not cool when an elementary schooler does it. I do it's not cool at all. That's what I you think. think. It's pretty cool. I mean, it, you were maybe in the minority here, but I never liked the Naruto run unless it was on Naruto. Like, it, somebody, I'm like, man, they're going to fall face wow, first. Wow, so when 1010 does it, it's just, it's horrible? Yeah, especially when she runs slowly around. Yeah. You're a weeb. Did you watch anime growing up? Um, how far back? Really depends. But around, uh, in high school is when I started watching anime. Okay. So I started on Naruto, I think. That was your first one? I think that was my first one, which is a beast in itself. Right. Like, I, was, I remember binging 
episode after episode after episode on like a website called Showbox or something and waiting for the damn thing to um to load that little bar and Just then the i'll watch the next four seconds and then i'll oh. load the bar and watch it so i watched naruto kind of that way all summer episode after episode after episode after episode but i kind of got into like there's some like full metal alchemist dead note death note stuff like that okay so you and have just, a lot of variety then not just like the big ones yeah yeah and i I don't watch anime too much anymore just because of time stuff right but um i would if i if i could yeah because you watched some with me yeah i remember a couple yeah. like uh horimiya yeah right Oh, you guys watch that together? Yeah, that's a crazy. weird one to watch together. I watched yeah, it like four times. <laughs> I watched it four times. I watched it four times. This dude, this dude's so much of a weeb. He cut his hair to the same style as the guy in it. I kind of egged him on to do it though. Really, you yeah. were the one who did that. I remember seeing his haircut. I'm like, that really looks um, like the anime haircut. I think I mentioned it while we were watching, and you were like, "Yeah, that's where I got it." <laughs> it looked good on you though. It is. Yeah, it did yeah you did. You rocked it pretty well. Thank you. Hey, you. So you I'm getting rocking like the the Aaron Yeager hairstyle too. Yeah, oh, Lord. yeah. It, it just transitioned from one to another. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> so who would you say you were growing up? That's a, that's a hard question. I mean, it is. It's very open ended. If you're asking from a culture background or just like a self-identification background? I mean, or? it could be both. I, I feel like both kind of go hand in hand. You don't have to say, you know, state who who you are to the world. Like, give us some intel. Who were you growing up? I feel like I was always someone who didn't necessarily fit in, but always tried my best to fit in. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like at a young age, I had to grow up very fast, so... My mindset was a lot different from the kids growing up. So that just means like the stuff that they would talk about. I would enjoy like kid things, but whenever, whenever it came down to like deeper topics or stuff that kids usually don't talk about, that's, yeah. that's where I felt pretty isolated because so it was hard to talk to kids about. Where did so. you um, feel that way? Like what, in middle school, were you feeling that way? High school or were you in elementary school, like speaking philosophy? I mean, I have a very specific memory when I was seven years old, I was laying down in bed, right? And I was just, all of a sudden, I was like, so, if God created the universe or the world and everything around us, who created God, oh. right? And I'm like seven years old, like, I'm not, I'm not understanding why I'm having these thoughts, right? And as a kid, you don't have a pretty, you don't have a good concept of religion or just, like, foundational structure greater than yourself, right? You mm-hmm. only know what you're grown up with, like, your parents or just your environment, right? Nothing, like, outer-worldly. So... Yeah, I think that's that's how I kind of felt growing up. Yeah. And so there are many times where I just put that side of me to the side so I could fit in with other kids. Maybe if that's like liking sports, cartoon shows, or whatever, you know, kids did then. What sort of interest did you have in that sort of time frame then? I mean, anime obviously be, would yeah, be one, yeah. but was that one that was you were in that interest because other people were? Or was that actually something you were interested in? It was just almost like self-acknowledgement. I don't know where it came from, but mm-hmm. I, I still did enjoy things that kid did, okay. kids do, you know. We, I used to go to Usa's house all the time, and we used, mm-hmm. to, I used to bring my GameCube, my Wii, we'd play Mario Party. Yeah, and just so, chilling out being a kid. Right. So it's not like I didn't like get to experience my childhood. It's more so mm-hmm. I had a part of my childhood that didn't get experienced, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Until now. Yeah. 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 
Well, that's fascinating. Yeah. How does that compare to who you are now? Um, I think now I obviously have a lot more knowledge and experience than I did as a kid, and I have a lot more self-awareness. I think back then I used to seek trying to be understood. Now I understand that it's okay if I'm not understood. Mm. Yeah. That's kind of, <laughs> that's, that's really deep. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about that? Usa? do you, did you have a similar kind of thinking or were you just one of the kids not really thinking of something deeper? Um, I don't know. Kind of like Cody. Um, I felt like for some reason, even though I'm the youngest in my family, I still felt like I had to grow up a little fast and I was honestly never too interested with playing with other kids. Um, but other than that, I mean, I mean, not even from like a personal background, but like cultural background, right? Yeah. Growing up Asian, right? Mm. Our families didn't understand the concept of us hanging out with other kids outside of school. Really? Really. That, so, I didn't know that would be a thing. So from American culture to Asian culture, I'd be like, hey, can I go over to my friend's house? And they'd be like, no, no, you can't go over there. And I didn't understand why. I thought it's because my parents like just not hated me, but they just didn't allow yeah. me to go do things. But it was more so because there's a big cultural barrier. And I think a lot of Asian parents growing up felt like something happened to their kid or our mm -hmm. kid then they would get like punished for it you know because yeah. because of the lack of um language or cultural knowledge it's not something that's shared so is is that just kind of something um that just is like you wouldn't go over to another kid's house or was there a reason for it like is there a reason for that kind of cultural thing or was it just something you just you wouldn't go over to play at someone's house I think what? there is like a sense of safety for your child, right? You don't okay. know who the parents are. So I wouldn't willingly just let my kid go over to some random person's house, right? Mm -hmm. Even though my kid knows their kid. Because you also have to think about how, um, how responsible are the parents, right? Because you're, now you're giving your kid to them and now it's their responsibility. Yeah. And so like growing up, like whenever kids would friends would ask, hey, can you come up to my birthday party? Or like, mm -hmm. hey, you want to hang out? I'd be like, I can't. And they thought it was because I didn't like them or I didn't want yeah. to hang out with them. But it's just because it's I really deny. couldn't. Yeah. You know, I think Usa and I both share similar childhoods where our parents are always working. Mm -hmm. And so there's usually no supervision. But there's also a lack of this emotional presence, right? So it's easy for Usa and I to relate and we live so close that we could just walk to each other's houses. Yeah. yeah. So how do you think that kind of, uh, shaped you that kind of, that absence of your, your parents, they were like working all the time and that, that kind of those barriers where to you maybe going over to someone's houses, you know, whatever, but to your parents, that's just, that's not a thing. How do you think that kind of shaped, um, your childhood and also you now and how you approach things? If I were to think about it back then, I would think uh, it didn't allow me to socialize as much as I could. Mm -hmm. And so if I ever have any social issues now, I would think that would be the reason why. But given that they were working, 
I wouldn't blame them for it because, you know, they're trying to make a living and they're trying to raise me. So I, now I just take it upon myself to try to go out and do things that couldn't do before mm-hmm. and not use that against them. Yeah. What, what sort of things now do you go out and do because of that? Like you're trying to cover that area or not cover, I should say, but explore that area that you haven't before. So what sort of stuff do you do now? I mean, obviously like hanging out with friends or like going out, trying new restaurants, exploring new places, taking pictures and just doing things by myself. I think before we felt like we had to, now I kind of want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you kind of keep some of that too? Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you're always like F people. It's just really hard to, you know, put, put what I feel into words, but Cody just does it so well. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of crazy but yeah i just i don't know how else to put it i mean that's it okay I have, a, I have a question and it's it might be one of the questions where you're like oh i don't feel like answering that and maybe a question for you too but when was the last time you cried when was the last time i cried yeah and why if you're comfortable and it could be something simple, like I got super glue in my eye. All right, how about you go emotional. first? Me? You yeah, want how me about to... you go first? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the last time I cried was a, a couple weeks ago um, because I was thinking about a really sad um, kind of traumatic event that happened like 10 years ago that affected my whole family. And so I was thinking about that in just kind of different ways and ways that it shaped me um and how i am now because of it and i was thinking of the things like i long for the uh, certain behaviors i do um, because of that and just thinking of that event uh, it wasn't necessarily like a depressive cry some of it was kind of like almost like a soothing like you know it is what it is and it just it's kind of like an emotional buildup, right yeah and it was just like a nice release and it was yeah, so I, <laughs> I cried a lot more than I thought I would, sure. but it was certainly uh, an evening that, you know, it was much needed to think about these things again. And it actually kind of shined a light on some things, and it was, it's, it was valuable to be thinking about those things and explore that kind of pain and just, you know, let it out a little bit. Well, I mean, it's a good thing that you, you acknowledge that you have those feelings, right? And and I guess it's something we can talk about is, I guess the last time, I don't know if it, I cried, but I got emotional about it. Mm-hmm. And that's just the pressure of being a man in modern day society. Oh, geez. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it, it, it takes a lot of courage for you to not only acknowledge how you feel, but also be vulnerable in front of two other men. Right. Yeah. I don't think society realizes that there there are definitely double standards when it becomes when it comes to being a man and being vulnerable and in tune with your emotions, right? Mm-hmm. I think I think women say they do want men who are emotionally in tune, but whenever a man does show his emotions, that's that's her breaking point. Right, because I think maybe biologically they always think about what is this the best that I can do. I I feel like it's more of a um, 
it's a what what are you crying about and how are you crying you know because if a man is emotional showing openness is you know crucial you just i i guess it can't be in a sense that shows um weakness because uh generally in that in sort of like a relationship sense in kind of manhood it's kind of leadership is the way right you right think. men are men are supposed so, to lead right and being completely, you know, emotionally absent is not good leadership. And not showing any emotion is not good leadership. Right. So showing emotion and, you know, even if you cry a little bit, it depends on what it is. And okay. if she's feeling that, if she understands, if she gets it, you know, that could make things stronger. But I feel if it's something where it's like you're crying over that, like you're supposed to be leading and you're breaking down, you know, the, the leader, yes, they can get emotional sometimes but they can't break down they can't break down they can't right. break down and cease to lead so i think that's where the distinction comes from is uh you know women want you to be accessible you know they want you to share emotion they they want a relationship of course right. but they want you to lead and i feel like if they feel that you aren't leading anymore from say your you're crying because of this and it's your failure to lead. I think that's where it would become like, Oh, so attractive. But that that's the double standard though. You, yeah, they want you to show emotion, but you can't show too much emotion. Right? Mm -hmm. And I, I just think that's a thing with leadership in general. So it's, it's a double standard that exists, but it's not one that I'm too angry at. Cause I know like why it happens. Okay. And I know that, um, it, it's just something you have to be. And, you know, like men talking with men, they get it. So I, if you got problems, you can talk to people who sure. get it. You can talk to people who you trust. Like I've cried in front of individuals, you know, not females, some dudes, and they're, they've cried in front of me before. And it's, they get it. I get it. You know, you're there for your dudes. And that way you don't have to sacrifice um, maybe some sort of leadership thing or you don't have to you can cry about something tiny maybe your emotions were just building up and that way it doesn't seem like you're you cease to be a leader anymore so i i feel like there are ways around it um and there are healthy ways to um, process it but i do feel like I'm, I'm not i'm not too mad at that double standard i'm only mad at the double standard if you know it's hey if i see any dude crying he's a bitch like that yeah i think <laughs> it's I always think that's what i get mad right. at I'm like, dude, they're people too. <laughs> so that's kind of. But when was the last time you cried, Usa? Man, I'm part of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just really enjoy listening to you guys just go back and forth. It's actually really cool. Um, last time I cried. I mean, probably just like you guys. It wasn't like emotional, mm -hmm. um, like super emotional sad emotional yeah <laughs> i should say um but um it's probably just hearing a just a bunch of stuff and just looking back on what i did in the past and what i do now and understanding why i did some stuff um and just you know realizing a bunch of God, sorry it's so vague oh no you're but good. it's just realizing a bunch of um things I shouldn't have gone through because of my own decisions 
things that I've been hurt over multiple times, you know, that sort of stuff. And it's just, you know, it still makes me upset because I did have a lot of good memories with, you know, everything that's happened, you know, lots of good experiences. And part of me is just kind of sad it's over. But at the same time, it's just, it's finally over, you know, I can move on and do other stuff. But that was, that was definitely like two weeks ago. Two weeks ago seems to be the mark. Because before that two weeks, it was like months, right? But two weeks ago, for some reason, yeah. it was just like really feeling it. Maybe it's that springtime, you know, coming Maybe out of winter. Is. You got a spring cleaning. <laughs> no, I, I definitely remember uh, last spring when we went uh, to go hammock. Yeah. Um, that's when I was trying to get out of my really like deep depression. I was weighing like 180. 608 pounds oh, shit, at the I time that, yeah. and just looking even back there to now it's it's, it's crazy like it, it it does make me a little emotional so and, and i think you should acknowledge the fact that sometimes it's okay to not be okay it's okay to not be over the things that you thought that you were over right I think when we force ourselves to heal or force ourselves to be over something, that only deepens the root that's in our heart, in that void, right? And so I think it's just a matter of realizing that no matter what you went through, what has happened has already happened. And regardless of the highs and the lows, remaining grateful for every experience is what will get you through you know, the rest of your journey, the rest of your path through it. Because, you know, obviously I can relate to you on many levels. We were kind of going through the same things at the same time. Oh, so, Jesus. Yeah, so. I think as men, we try to have a sense of pride that we were able to overcome things. And so struggle, people don't like seeing people struggle, right? It's not attractive. It's not, it doesn't look good. So I think the faster we feel like we can overcome something, the faster it will look to everybody else. Because I think that shows maybe strength or perseverance, right? Everyone wants to be healed like right away. Like right. if you get a cut, you don't want that. You don't, you don't want that to, you know, bump it in something when it's healing. You're like, ah, you want it to just be perfect skin right away. Yes, yeah, right, so you. Realize that, do it. that ripping off the bandaid hurts more, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get some battle scars. Come yeah. on, guys. <laughs> I mean, you'll get a scar probably, bro, but like healing fast, like things take their time to heal and you want them to heal right. So sometimes forcing it, you know, you'll have to, you'll have to cut that shit back open to make it heal right. Um, so yeah, making, making sure you're processing things for real and realizing that, you know, things aren't going to be processed just like that, Absolutely. you know, um, you may not figure out or understand these emotions until, you know, some other experience happens to you and you go, oh, or some way you could kind of look outside of it. Maybe you have to, you know, get to another level of thinking, another level of maturity before you're even ready to truly process that thing and move forward and actually gain things from it. Uh, I know that for sure, like with a lot of experiences, like, I knew it would help me, but I'm like, I just don't know. And then later on, it's like you grow up a little bit and 
you're just to a level where you can really process, break stuff down. It's distant enough in time away to where you don't feel like it's still like pressure on you or anything. You're like, you know, that was a long time ago and right. you can be honest about it um, without like any, any self-bias or pride. You can really just think about it and go, oh, well, yeah, I was this way. I did do that. And, you know, there are ways I really think about it and you process through it. Like even in the moment, even if you know like what's causing you to make you feel like exactly. that, you can't help but feel how you feel, yeah. right? Yeah. Like uh, if someone dies in your family, you know the seven stages of grief. Right. You know, like, and if you've been through it before, like, you know what's going to happen. You, you know, know exactly how you're going to feel. Right. But you're still going to go through all those stages and you're still going to feel and there's still going to be things weighing on you and you're still going to have to process stuff. But it's just like knowing that process is there and letting it happen, not getting mad at it, mad at it, and just being in a place where you can look at it from afar and also be in it um, and just know that you're going the course, you're floating the river. Like, it's not a bad thing. Okay. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that many times that we feel like if we know that we can prevent something, we will try our best not to feel us that way, mm. not to feel the way that we know that we're going to feel. The river's going to flow either way and trying to dam it up makes the water go other ways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I had another question and it kind of goes along with this and we talked slightly touched on it on our previous podcast, but it was letting go. I wanted Ooh. to know your perspective on letting go and how, what, what does that mean to you? Does that mean things going away, things being there, but you just kind of like set it aside? What was the, um, the professor he was talking about? You, you brought oh. it up. <clears throat> we'll just get Sorry. your perspective. Um, so this professor um, in front of all his students held up a glass of water. Um, and he's just like, what's the weight of this, you know, the water inside of this cup? And students would guess like eight ounces, six ounces, 16 ounces, just a bunch of amounts, you know, weighted ounces. Um, anyway, um, he ends up saying, well, the absolute value of the how much this water weighs doesn't matter. Because as long as I'm holding this, you know, for, um, for I don't know, a few minutes. My arm is not going to get tired. Um, if it's a few hours, it'll start to get a little tired. After um, maybe like a whole day, start to feel you know, sore, feel weak. My arm will start to hurt. And then any longer, you know, my arm would just feel really awful and just feel, feel numb and that, that sort of stuff. And he says, you know, sometimes you just have to put the glass down and then he just sets it down and he relates that to uh, people saying sometimes you just need to let go. Mm. Okay. So that's kind of where the question was coming from. And I just wanted your perspective on, you know, letting go in life and what does that look like to you? It's a very interesting question because I feel like that concept in itself is probably one of the biggest lessons I've had to learn for the past couple of years. Really? Like just recently? I would say within 
end of 2020, 2021. Oh, wow. So yeah. this is something that's very, uh, it resonates with me a lot and it's something that I, um, so I'm the type of person that when it comes to relationships and friendships, right? People have been the hardest thing for me to let go. Just because I truly value the time that I've known a person and I truly value experiences and memories that I've made with that person. And so letting go for me, essentially for me, it just means that I need to accept that they played a certain part in my life. That part of my life is over. And I need to let them go if I need, if I want to move on in my life. Right. Because like, friendships is so hard. When you're friends with someone for 10 plus years, you don't want to throw away those memories. You don't want to throw away that bond and that friendship you have. Because then that means that you have to start over with somebody else, right? But I realized that once you let go, greater things will be like replaced by that. So, I think everybody in your life, everybody that you meet teaches you something, right? They teach you something in your life for a season, or they might be in your life for a lifetime. You never know, right? But you have to understand when someone no longer serves a purpose in your life, when they no longer add value into your life. I think that's what I'm trying to understand when it comes to friendships because I, I want friends to add value to my life because I know that I have add value to other people's lives. So I don't know, man. Letting go is, is a very hard thing to do. Understanding that some things are just not meant for you anymore. That's true. I, I always think of it in this kind of manner as, you know, everything's fleeting, you know, in, in life, you, you only got so many years, you know, you could die tomorrow or die when you're 80 or 90 or whatever. And so things are here today, gone tomorrow. And you, you have to enjoy the time and time that you have either with someone, with something, right. doing something. And when it's time comes, comes and you let it go and you, you can still enjoy, you know, all those moments, those memories, those people. Um, and you can enjoy that even after leaving, separating, letting go of them. Like those, those good memories don't have to go away. Those, um, that connection that was there didn't, you know, in your memories, it's not all fake. It's not all right. a lie. Like it still happened the way it happened. And, you know, you lived the way you lived and you just enjoy that and accept that. And when something comes to conclusion, you just realize that, you know, it was its time. And like you were saying, when something leaves, something else could fill its place. And when it, the new thing, the next thing and how that might change you, you know, it's, it's life and supposedly it's an adventure. So, right, right. I mean, just being grateful for every moment, like you said, exactly. and realizing that everything is temporary, right? Mm. I could have this podcast today and I might not see you guys the rest of my life. It could happen. Oh, don't say that. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. 
Uh, and I'll just look back. Hey, I had a great podcast with yeah. them, but you know, good luck to your rest of your lives. I always, you know, I used to get really bad after meeting people, like when I was younger, because to me it was like they would, um, they were dying when they left, because I knew I would never see them again, or that I probably wouldn't see them again. So oftentimes I would say goodbye too many times, or I'd try to be very meaningful in my goodbye, yeah. even if it was a complete stranger, because it's like, wow. This person, if I never see or hear from them again, that's almost like them dying. True. And hearing about them um, still could have influence, just like hearing about someone who has perished already can still have influence. So every time someone left, you know, I'd kind of feel this sadness, like, you know, they're not like they're dead to me, but, but they're, they, they were they could a part be, of your life for And now they're gone. A and they can be dead to me. And that took. Oddly enough, that took the longest time to not feel so emotional when even strangers, like, they would, hi, bye, you know, because then you're like, man, like, that was a whole life. That was a whole person, a whole, you know, you think of yourself in them, and, and you're like, they're off doing whatever, but they're never going to come in contact with me again. Like, they died. Uh, that was something that, growing up, I always, that was the weirdest thing. My my allergies are really killing me. Oh no, you're good, Usa. You're good. Oh, oh, were you gonna say something? No, no? not at okay. all. Okay. <laughs> on a on a more positive note, what makes you enjoy life? Just under, understanding the fact that I'm here to experience life, nothing other than yes. I think I think people get caught up in. Finding a reason as to why we're here, finding that purpose. But ultimately, in itself, it's for you to experience things and for you to enjoy those little moments. I think we get caught up in the next big thing, this or that. We're always um, looking at what other people have, that we're not enjoying our life. We're here to experience our own lives. And other people do play a big part in that, but you can't, you can't get consumed of what other people are doing. So I think just for me, what enjoying life is, is being present in the moment, being as present as here as I can every day to the best of my ability, not worrying about what already happened because you can't change that, right? Not worrying about what could happen because you can't predict the future. I think for me, being present is what helps me enjoy life. Crazy. I kind of said something similar on our last podcast, I mm -hmm. think. It, it was pretty much right after, <laughs> pretty much with the letting go thing. Yeah. <laughs> and Brandon has the audacity just to <laughs> oh, no. be like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, so you're just running away from all your problems? <laughs> no, I feel like you said it a little different. <laughs> You had to have said it different. It was more of like, I like to keep myself busy. Oh, yeah, yeah. You were trying to fill your time with other things. Yeah. That's what it sounded like. And you're like, oh, so you're just running away. Because yeah. like, we were talking about, you know, you know, letting go, but like things that happened to you. And he's like, yeah, I, I cope and I stay busy and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, so it sounds like to me that you're running away from your problems. Yeah, you don't actually let go. <laughs> what? Yeah. Now, what about you, So, What makes you enjoy life? 
We, we discussed this last podcast. Yeah, but what makes you... Me? Enjoy life. Staying busy. Staying busy. Yeah. I don't know. Same thing. Trying to run from <laughs> staying busy. Why? Why does staying busy make you enjoy life? Is it um, doing stuff makes you enjoy life? Is that? I think what it's it just is? doing stuff and seeing if I can accomplish said goal. Pretty much. Um, if it's whether it's a small goal or a big goal, um, you know, it's just kind of fun. I kind of treat it like a game, in a way. Uh, I I don't know what else to really say. Because I've been told that I work too much and I need a break. Like all the time. I will tell you are you know you are a workaholic man. I since I've known you, you work yourself sick. I mean, until recently it well, actually no, that's still kinda true. But took a day off. (laughs) Yeah. But you have always like just kept going and 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 going. And it it's kind of impressive, but it's also very concerning. Yeah. Very concerning. That's why I'm really glad I went uh, to Lawrence. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That that was something so out of character. Get fucked up on a Monday. Am I right? You said that. I was like, that's, yeah, mm, interesting. Haven't heard that in a while. (laughs) I don't think I've ever gone fucked up. Ever? Ever? Mm, Oh, party. (laughs) So, should one day, um, maybe on said podcast, uh, you just get really fucked up and everyone else will just be sober. Start asking you questions. Yeah. <laughs> this will be Usa's drunkenness. That'd we'll be kind of fun. I would enjoy that. That would be kind of fun. I, mean, I, I think then we'll get like and you, real honest answers. You know him pretty well too, so that you'd be a good person. We'll we'll put him in the middle. <laughs> yeah. And this, maybe this move this. The next podcast. Just keep drink, drink. We'll have to get him drunk beforehand, but keep... <laughs> keep going for a little bit i'm just gonna say i had like uh this was throughout but i had maybe four cans of beer no five cans of beers uh four shots of fireball three shots of rumble mints was that in lawrence yeah that's actually kind of a lot it is a lot (laughs) but the funny thing is i guess i get sober really quick high metabolism but it's just, you know, you obviously pee a lot. So I was super dehydrated and I could feel my headache. And I'm just like, well, I'm not having fun. <laughs> I'm sober. I have a small headache and we're out here in this dark, sweaty, you know, dance room. I think it was like the boom, boom room or something. <laughs> it was just, who did you even go with? Uh, I went with my coworker. Oh, oh funny enough. Uh, my coworker's um sister um mm-hmm. i actually met her four years ago what yeah that was at my ex's house <laughs> crazy right crazy yeah, yeah that is crazy. that was the first one out of the whole family i met so i thought that was interesting that is strange it's weird because i actually went to school with him for a year i vaguely remember because he ran cross country i did too i think he was a senior when I was a freshman, or whenever I went on cross country, you'd remember. probably know his little sister. It, um, she was a year under you. Oh, maybe. Did she do sports? No, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. But yes. anyway, let's just okay. <laughs> get back on topic. Get, oh man, uh, that's funny though. Yeah. Well, where do you see yourself in the future, Cody? It could be five years out, two years out, ten years out. 
what do you aspire to be? Where do you see yourself? Well, I'm a little new to this whole content creation thing. So mm -hmm. I'd like to think that a year from now or five years from now, I have a platform big enough to where I can change people's lives just based on the knowledge that I have and the emotional connections that I can build with people. I think that's my biggest goal is to impact as many people as I can. Hopefully with good things. Hopefully with good yeah. things. I would like to think so. Yeah. And so with that goal in mind, are you are you doing anything now to try and get there? Making like, appearances on podcasts. I mean, but, okay, that's true. That's true. Good point. Anything else outside of just making appearances? Um, taking social media pretty seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that TikTok is very early in its years and you know you're seeing content creators and micro influencers just blow up overnight right because mm. tiktok really um rewards creators who just consistently put out content right it doesn't even have to be like content that's necessarily good but as long as you are using their platform they will push out your content unlike Instagram, for example, that's getting really low engagement now. I noticed that when I post on Instagram, my engagement is like really, really low. But the power of TikTok, you know, I posted a clip and, you know, that got like, what, like a thousand views? That would, I would never reach that on Instagram, even with the amount of followers that I have. So, yeah, I, I got like no followers on TikTok. I didn't really take it seriously, but I put up a video of me um, using my dog as a weight when I was doing a pull up. Right. And like that got, you know, 200 something views and i was like 200 something people have seen this right and i have and, no followers right and so you see the power of it that you can yeah. just post whatever you want and then tiktok will push it out to the right audience rather than you having to post and trying to find that audience yeah that i have noticed how powerful tiktok is it's kind of funny when scrolling i could be if i wanted to change my for you page or something you just kind of swipe faster on certain things and right. stay longer on others and slowly like you'll see your for you page shift when you're on tiktok it doesn't take like days and days and days right. it'll be immediately you can see different content that you want to come up absolutely so it's it's kind of strange how that works and i think that's where we can be mindful of just not consuming media just like mindlessly right yes. i do think that people our age or even younger generations have a issue of just scrolling on tiktok all day because their attention span is so low and to be fair that's kind of what tiktok goes for with the whole seven second thing i don't really support that because we should be able to view content that's two to three minutes at least right i, I hope we're not like Aggressing so much that we can't even watch seven second clip without scrolling or watching something new. I've purposely been if I'm if I scroll through TikTok, I purposely now watch all like the whole portion of the clip right. just to kind of fight that impulse. Because I mean, you are the product when right, it comes right. to that stuff. Your attention is key, and so they're trying to pull your attention, and it is it does seep into your life. Like I know there was. There was a time where I was swiping on TikTok so much. I sent you Too many. so many. Yeah, but that would always kind of seep in. It was after I got done doing something strenuous. It was, you know, when I was resting that it would seep in. And I'd take too long on it. And, you know, now I deleted it for a long time. But 
I, I find that there is valuable information on there right and ways to stay updated in things if you use it properly if you use and it so i downloaded again but this time you know i'll watch the full i'll watch the full minute three minutes um i'll limit myself i, I try to keep an awareness of um just an awareness because what what happens when you scroll on tiktok is your entire mind and your entire thoughts become this little screen and you forget about what's going on around you especially if you're scrolling for a while so what i try to do is you know just make sure i'm looking around still and it could be in my room just looking around just thinking okay i'm on tiktok right now and just being aware that i'm doing this and i found it just even like knowing what time it is right yeah yeah and I, i i noticed it helps me get off of it if i'm like oh i need to do something because i'm not sucked into the world like it's not part of me now it's um it's still something separate that i'm getting something from more of an extension rather than cons- making you consuming yeah. out of the world yeah mm-hmm. i get you yeah so to answer your question i hope that we don't keep regressing <laughs> with our attention spans and you know hopefully that we're able to make content that people can truly enjoy because i think i think everybody likes clear condensed content Mm. you know i think nowadays we don't have a lot of time so when we want information we would like short concise videos you know i enjoy watching 10 12 15 minute videos on youtube anything longer than 15 minutes might be a little too much right yeah and so i hope that for us as content creators we're still able to Make those type of videos without losing the quality and the content of those videos. It's actually very inspiring. I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, oh man, we need to really make yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that's, I know for me, that's a goal of mine as well Is I, I do want something meaningful to be out there. And right now it's, you know, it's practicing that because like, communication is weird and what are you going to put out there? And so that is, that's kind of inspiring to, I do think that, that there, there is an internal struggle of us wanting to create content that gets people's attentions just for the likes and the clicks versus creating content that like we enjoy, we're passionate about, and that we truly stand and live by, right? That's the goal. Not just making clickbait titles or yeah. just saying a little headline in our podcast just so we can get some views, you know, like if we're truly going to make an impact, we have like, we want to be remembered by something important, not something that people can forget in seven seconds. I always feel that it's more effective to, to have um, truth and honesty aligned in what you're doing. Uh, like you, you get further. Like right. if you have the clickbaity titles and stuff, you may, you may spike for a while, but you know, you're seeing through and longevity wise, you're going to crash. You're going to fall. Right. It's, a, it's about integrity. If you, right? if you, yeah. If you give, if you truly give something um, and you do it honestly and your truths align with what you're doing, it will go far. It will be an engine that is just forever powered and it will surpass you in life. Absolutely. Like people um, who are, you know, hugely known for what they do and it's always been their life's passion. When they die, people are still talking about them. They remember them and they, they change this, influence that or, man, they were really good at this or they were a solid person. You can't really knock them because 
you know, it's, so it's, it's very important for, um, not only I feel like your well-being, but also, you know, everyone's well-being and longevity in that sort of thing. So I think integrity and longevity is very important because I say overnight success builds ego, long-term success builds character. That's true. And, I, and I think that's exactly what you're talking about is that we could go viral, we might blow up, <laughs> but people f- will forget us just as fast as they found us out, right? Yeah. And so to be remembered by someone oh, or to have that impact, it's important to build a good foundation. It's important to give value and quality to others rather than just doing things for your own self gratification. Yeah. And well, that's, that's all the topics I have. I don't know if you wanted to talk about anything else, Usa. Um, we did have topics. Got out of the gym that one time. Oh, I don't know if they were further. I, I don't exactly. remember yeah. either. One thing. Okay. I, I can't describe it. I don't know if you feel the same way. We work out together sometimes, and we used to work out together all the time, like every night and get out of the gym. But every time, like after we work out, we're standing outside. Usually it's cool because it's night out, and we just start talking. And it's always like deep and meaningful and like real and like good conversations. But that almost exclusively seems to happen after a workout and can't seem to happen anytime else. And it happens to me a lot, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, is that, that's something, like, it's it's a thing, I assume? It's, it's pretty normal, I feel like. I think that after you feel like you've given it your all in the gym, you've milked out every possible experience that you can have in the gym, now it's your time to wind down, not only physically, but mentally, right? Like, sometimes we got to think about why do we go to the gym? It's more than just gaining weight, gaining muscles strength a lot of us go because it's it's therapy for us right it's, it's therapeutic it's right it's medicine for us but you can only do so much in the gym right physically mm-hmm. and weights doesn't get those, <laughs> those thoughts out of your head right yeah you're probably still thinking about those thoughts while you're working out and then i guess you're ready afterward to like say that and the other person is probably is too because i all of our best conversations seem to happen post gym and even topics for podcasts and stuff. We're like, man, we just need to, to work out together, come up with the topics, talk about it a little bit, write things down, and then we'll put it out here because it always seems to work fairly well. I think that going to the gym, we're able to decompress those physical emotions through pushing weights, you know, like through squatting, benching, doing whatever. But the thoughts that are in our mind, I think, after the gym, that's when we're ready to decompress because you're not going to talk about your life story to someone at the gym, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, bro, can you spot me? But while you're at it, can you listen to, you know? Do you think it's because you've exhausted kind of your emotional response to those to where now you could actually, you could intellectually feel it or intellectually think about something or even um, now that you've experienced that sort of emotion in the gym because you're, you know, you're working out, it's right. hard, um, that it's, it's easier to navigate those emotions when you're talking about it. And that's maybe why it's so easy to talk afterwards. I think so, because if I think for men, we try to think things through logically. And so when we have so much emotion, it's, it, it like fogs our vision, fogs our thinking. Being able to decompress physically gives us that leeway to think properly. That's one. 
I think after the gym, like, I don't want to be mad about it anymore. Yeah. Right? I, you don't even want to be upset about it anymore. You, you spent all that time better. in the gym to get rid of that feeling. And if you're still feeling it, now all you can do is talk about it. And I know like endorphins and such are released too. Right, so right. if you're, if you're like feeling mad about something and you truly work yourself out, like not only are you tired, but now like all these endorphins and these hormones for like, yo, chill out, bro, like resting and you feel good and stuff. And I guess that, oh shoot, it's a natural antidote, I guess. Sometimes do you have a problem? You go to the gym, work out, and then afterwards you just feel like maybe it wasn't even like a, that big of a, a problem in the problem. first place. It's like, even when you're working out, right, it's still in the back of your mind and you're still consciously thinking about it while you're working out. And then you just realize like, that really big of a deal yeah should i be even upset about this almost like post nut clarity right <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay i mean that's not too weird to say come on now it's it's definitely out there it was just kind of random it's the same know. thing like you i kind of just it? heard it and i was like yeah, you know, right. <laughs> yeah i think you're right bro because <laughs> i mean i mean you can't think right until you know i until something's released, right? Yeah. Something, something's out there. Oh, God. Yeah. I was just going to say, it just sounds like a better way. It's kind of like drinking, but better. <laughs> but better. It's something that doesn't kill you unless, of course, you you just do it wrong. Yeah. 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 You know, working out is so great. Oh, man. I always feel so much better afterward. Like, I'll, I'll have a bad day. I'll go work out. And I'll just be like, you know, life is beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was me and Cody last Friday. Oh, really? You really feeling it? And then afterwards, you're like, yeah. Nice. Last Friday when we deadlifted? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Of course. Yeah, that shit's hard. Fun. That was a good time. You maxed out on deadlift? Yeah. You did. What'd you get? I showed, I sent you a video. Come on, man. Oh, that's right. I haven't looked at it. Oh, I'm so sorry. Geez. I'll look at it. It's cool. How much is it, though? 275. Oh, yeah. You did tell me. Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. I knew, yeah. this. I knew this. I knew this. Yeah, but not as much as Cody. He, he lives bro, come on. 475. I wish, bro. I wish. Oh, that's your sumo and your conventional is like 100. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but Cody does a good amount of weight. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. crazy. All my friends are strong. <laughs> it's hey, you're it's strong so too, weird. Man. Hey, just knowing something, though. It's like you're really tall, so technically you're doing more work in the gym. You're lifting okay. You're lifting more distance hey, than so I am. Okay. For, force force times distance equals work. You have a lot more distance. You can do more work. Okay, thanks. I guess. <laughs> I guess uh, going back to your question about um, having good conversations after the gym, do you feel like some of your best conversations are the ones that you wish you recorded? Yes, yes. Uh, All the time. <laughs> almost, almost every single after gym conversation, uh, if as long as it's not like too deep and too personal. Like, I wish we were recording this right now, but I always feel like knowing that other people will hear it um, would change it. And so sometimes I'm like, you know, I'd, I'd rather have the conversation and not record it every time. Like, it would be kind of cool to, you know, work out and then record. But I feel like some of those conversations just need to be, you know, off the record. Just need to be, you know, man to man, friend to friend. 
you, you, when you mean change, change the conversation, like change how you feel about it. If yes, somebody heard it, if somebody's hearing it, sometimes when you know people are listening, you have to say things in a way that you know if anybody were to hear it, they'd understand your kind of position. Uh, with a friend, they can understand what you're saying without um, reading too much into it. So you could say something that to some people might be like, well, that is really offensive. But right. your friend understands that what you mean isn't something offensive. Maybe it's something uh, deeper that you would have to maybe take more time to explain, um, use different words, whereas it can, it just comes out and they kind of, they, they get it already. They process the information. They know what you're saying. Because you already have that intimate relationship. Yeah. And with them. Right. even if your words sound this way, they know what you're actually saying. Right, right. So okay. that, that sort of thing, like it's, it's easier. You don't feel like, you know, you're in a peanut gallery, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. You hear that viewers? You're nobody. <laughs> no, no, nobody's. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> It's just easy to say something wrong to literally the entire world. Oh, yeah. Or all of our three viewers. <laughs> Shout out to our three viewers. Yeah, Chris, Gabriel. I think Raviv's watching them too. You think? I think so. He was telling me he was watching them. Yeah, I think my friend Cody's watching them. Oh, you're watching them too? I watched a couple of them, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's nice. Nice. Hopefully, it's crazy because you don't even watch people. them. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Lion doesn't. That's true. Do you? Every now and then. Yeah. Quality check. Yeah. That is a good idea. I should listen to it so I know when I'm being annoying. <laughs> I think so far you've been pretty good on podcasts. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I, I know it's out of your comfort zone because uh, talking like silence, you're, you're more in the silence. And I've known that from like all our conversations. And I've been good with that so I can like maintain silence. But on like a podcast. Silence, like two seconds is a long time. So I kind of. Yeah, thanks for filling in those gaps. Oh, you're all right. I, I talk a lot. So <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's why this is good. Yeah. But that's kind of like a good dynamic between you two, because when I was doing uh, the podcast with my other friend, Mitchell, mm -hmm. he already has a platform. He's been doing this for a long time. He's very articulate when he speaks. So he leads the conversation very well. And. That's kind of good on me, so I don't feel like I have to lead, but I can support him as we go through the podcast. Yeah. I think that's a good dynamic between you two because you can lead the conversation and Usa can always support you. you He's always got good stuff, stuff to yeah. say. Like, <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, you'll always bring something up and I'll be like, oh, I didn't think of it that way. <laughs> yeah, two seconds can be a long time, especially yeah. when you're recording, right? Yeah, and I'm not too concerned about like two seconds of silence. Yeah. It's more like, you know, eight, ten 1530 <laughs> when it, when people go did i did they turn it off like yeah. <laughs> did it stop that's that's the only concern because people listen to it and they're not watching it they wouldn't understand like pauses right. it's funny because i think for one of our podcasts we like we started uh for a little bit and then we paused for a good eight seconds yeah. we're just staring at each other yeah it was especially in the beginning yeah. we were like well, we talk all the time, but this is really hard to just talk. Yeah. And there was one time the mics were messed up. Like, so the distance it was recording was effed up. Right. So we'd talk out here and it wouldn't pick it up. So it's the episode is called Brandon's Monologue because all of Usa's shit for the first whatever 
was just silence. So we just cut it all. So like you're talking to yourself the whole yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> so we we cut it out and tried to mash all my clips together when oh. he had audio too. And it was you know was one of the funny. first ones, but it was we were just like, we just did that, and you can't hear anything for these you know five minute segment, ten minute segment. Yeah, it went <laughs> you from like Usa's mouth moving. It went from like an hour, ten minute podcast, like fifteen minute podcast, down to like forty. Yeah, and it's just yeah. it was like my thirty was minutes of, of cutting out because Usa Usa wasn't close enough to his uh, microphone, and we didn't do the settings right. But uh, I mean, a lot has changed. <laughs> yeah. So this podcast was it like your guys's individuals' ideas that you both had, or something you guys had like a joint idea to come together to do a podcast, or? Well, I forget exactly how it went oh, down, but I, I got you. Oh, you so, remember? I, I wanted to do so way before Brandon wanted to do a podcast. I think it was a year before I wanted to do a podcast with um another friend of mine. But he was tend to be very flaky and so it never happened. And then a year later, oh, Brandon yeah. just is just like, Man, dude, I wanna I wanna do a podcast. And I was just like, Let's do it. <laughs> and like, then we just did it. Yeah. And okay, so it was kind of funny. I was thinking about this earlier today. And I was, we were getting all the stuff together and um, just doing stuff. And it's like, oh man, because you got to buy some equipment. He mostly had all the equipment, but you got to buy some equipment. And he bought a little bit here, bought a little bit there. And he's talking about all these equipment things he found. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking in like my um, expense level, because I, you know, pay for college and I, you know, only work part time. I'm thinking in that frame of mind, I'm like, oh man, uh, maybe in this many a month's time we'll be able to buy this and buy that and slowly improve and at first he was like kind of in the same mentality probably because i was being a big influence on that this this motherfucker <laughs> out of the blue was just like yeah i bought all this stuff and it was it was a lot of money for it and he did like all this you see here yeah i can tell with all the gear that you got he he, he literally legit. like it was almost it was like within a month he was just like yeah, I got this. I got this. Should I get this? I'm like, don't ask me because I know you're going to buy it anyway. That's and I had to I had to go. Oh, OK, OK. He he's has money that he's willing to front for this. And I'm you know, I'm thinking in my price range. Yeah. <laughs> and he's thinking hey, in his. But now we're comfortable. Yeah. Now we're comfortable. It's, we haven't bought anything in a while. Besides tables. Yeah, that's it. I guess we're doing that. But that was it's whatever. Yeah. It's a good time, you know. I yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah, because I, I I wanted to get up and go and do something. I wanted to produce something. I I didn't want to consume anymore, and I knew that producing something would sharpen me as an individual. And if I were to get better at whatever I was doing, um, you know, I would get better as an individual, and it would it would just kind of be, you know, like a like a steel and a knife. You know, you just sh 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 sharpen me up. So how many how many episodes do you guys have out right now? This would be like what? 31? 31? 31. 31. Yeah. Have you guys found like a route that you're wanting to take? Mm. This was a this was kind of a, a leap before you think about it too much. Okay. Because if you think about it too much, you just kinda So that's one of the reasons why it's called in the works. Because when we started, we're like, what are we gonna talk about? I have no idea or what are we doing? I don't know, but it's in the works, you know? So that's, that's the whole reason for the name is because we have no idea. So we're just, I mean, I really like that though. Cause always in the works mean that you're, you're always looking to grow. And 
improve, right? Yeah. About our Instagram? <laughs> in the works is the podcast. Always in the works is the Instagram. But that's why we did <laughs> always in the works. Right? <laughs> but that's why we put always as well when we had to make an Instagram and in the works was taken. Gotcha. And then another one was like in the works again. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was Twitter, I think. And we need to get serious on it or like on social media. Yeah. Like personal and professionally, but for sure. But that's more of a time thing. But <laughs> so after about thirty episodes, what are the the biggest things you guys have learned about just doing a podcast in general and putting content out there? Like, mm. I guess I want to hear like, what were your guys's fears before doing a podcast? How much you have grown since you've been releasing podcasts pretty regularly now? Is it, is it pretty natural to you to? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I. My biggest fear was uh, expectation, like, what am I going to put out there? What am I? And that's still kind of in question. But lately, you know, like, we typed up these questions, these topics. Um, one day we had a, we have a topic day that we go through. And um, it's my fear is I wouldn't have anything to put out there, especially because of limited time. And, you know, I'd probably be judged for it by people who... Who know me and see it or end up finding it or whatever so but i think that's when you have to drop those expectations exactly right? and now now it's it's less so um i i'm still trying to kind of get the idea of what are we putting out here putting out something um valuable and just bringing things to the table each time because i you know i'm really busy with my schooling so True. i can't always i can't write things down or think think things through all the time and you know we're doing stuff on the days we meet so it's um so that's one of the biggest things like uh, my fear was and that's it's it's not like a big fear now it's something that i know <clears throat> that i'm working through and that i can conquer so it's not something that's like killing me right but right. in the beginning it, it was killing me <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. So, i don't know about you what was your biggest um, fear um yeah so mine was still you know all the judgment and stuff um, cause I'm pretty conservative person, so, it, and I'm, I also like politically or no, 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 as a person, um, and just, um, just doing the podcast. Um, I, you know, I grew up as people pleaser, so okay. I always like to please, uh, everyone, um, regardless, you know, if I needed to do something stupid, you know, I just help out everyone. As long as other people were happy. Yep. Right? Yeah. So that's how I grew up. So just, I had a really big filter when we first started and it was just really hard for me to talk in general is of that reason. But after realizing, you know, like there's no changing people, there's always going to be, you know, others with different opinions, you know, this and that. Um, I just slowly started to get more and more unfiltered. Because so. you realize that. No matter what you do, people will judge you regardless, right? Exactly, yeah. So people always have a thing to say, so you should just do what you want to do, right? Yeah. So with that in mind, you know, I just, I started just saying just a bunch of stuff, like just calling out, you know, viewers, talking, making jokes about myself, like, you know, girls aren't into me. I hate that one. That's uh, annoying. Well, I don't know. About, I don't know <laughs> about the, the self-deprecating yeah, jokes. So. That's more annoying than it. I'd get so pissed off every time mentally, but he still keeps saying it. <laughs> it's gonna happen. And he always makes the same goddamn face when he says it. Makes you feel bad, right? What? 
Don't feel bad. It's like girls aren't into me. I'm like, fuck up. But anyway, uh, I'm not gonna get into that because it's dude. always the same conversation every time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He knows he's yeah. doing it. It's an inflammatory. He's gaslighting. Do anyway, um, and there are times where I'm just like, man, I'm down bad. Just on the podcast. And you talk and about like, that? Yep. <laughs> Check yourself, bro. Are you all right? <laughs> I, I'm. I'm good. I'm good now. Yeah. I'm good now. But yeah, it's just, it's more fun when you don't have you know that much of a filter. It's kind of let loose a little bit. Being authentic and just being who you are on the podcast. Right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. So that that was really a big thing for me that I've now grown accustomed to. Um, another thing was you know quality, just like mm. Brandon um, putting out content. Mine was for more of not so much the content itself, but kind of um, just things around that. The what peripherals. The, like the audio i wanted the audio sound you know amazing um i wanted the image quality to look amazing so you know i've really invested a lot in that um you know i've been, always been big with you know, tech stuff and softwares so even doing that in like the adobe um softwares and you know, setting everything up it it's something I was very comfortable doing and really cared about. So I think it just kind of went hand in hand when we were doing this podcast together because I would care um, more of the visual aspect and audio aspect where Brandon would like to work on the content and what we talk about. So I think that really helped a lot. Awesome. Like, do you think that with the amount of episodes that you put out now, like, do you think five years down the road you look back and just reflect on who you were at, a, at who you were at the time that you released that podcast right it's not only just for for your viewers putting out content but it serves as a as a placeholder for that specific point in time in your life you know you can look back at episode three and you can look at yourself wow like i wasn't able to deliver content like the way that i do now i'm not i wasn't able to Speak on the topics I am now that I couldn't do back then. You know. Yeah, that's totally, uh, absolutely. Because even now, I think that way. Even though we're not too crazy much different than before, but there's still some a lot of notable noticeable differences. And you know, this time in my life, I'm only 22, and you know, end of 2019, um, or I really should say the spring of 2019. I want to say I've um, from then to now has just been. So much tremendous change i feel like in personality and just character and even um just uh last fall i feel like i've changed a lot as a person or, or i should say last spring wow it's always spring yeah i mean <laughs> but you, you shouldn't put a cap on like but i, how I mean much you can grow in a short amount of time yeah right? well it was just it's been some significant changes right, right. lately and uh it's i know later i mean I'm going to look at these and I'll listen. And I'll be like, oh, that's stupid. Or I'll critique what I'm saying. But I will always um, enjoy the fact that that's there, that record of who I was. Because right. then I can look back where my memories fail. You know, <laughs> technology is there and I could see that's who I was. That was That's what I was thinking. And I could get inspired and I could learn from myself uh, and go forward. So, it, I, yeah, no, I, that's a... Right. And you can even look back and be like, 
if, if you're not happy with where you are at that moment, you can look back and like, wow, I used to be like this. Like, yeah. I need to pick it up and I need mm -hmm. to Inspiration. live with that integrity that I had back then. Yeah. Um, there were a couple of, I want to say we we're on episode like maybe 18 at the time. Oh, wow. But we went oh, back yes. and looked at <laughs> our like maybe a couple of weeks ago, like podcast like three weeks ago from 18. So I guess podcast 15. Um, we would disagree with like almost oh, everything, everything we said. <laughs> I think we tried to bring that up one time. Is Ed, when you when you look back, even I could we could probably pull up the oh excuse me the last podcast, and I would go through them like okay, I guess I didn't quite mean that, or I really think this kind of now, or this changed, or man, what I said uh, that was wrong. I, no, that's good though. That's <clears throat> good that you can look back and acknowledge how much how much you've grown since then. Because you can literally think one thing, and the next day, like you might have changed your perspective on it. But at least you know that you're not staying content. You're willing to be open to the fact that maybe you were wrong, maybe you shouldn't have said what you said, or anything like that. Because I th it's it's just so it's technology is so powerful that we can document anything that we want, right? Mm. And as long as it's like not hurting anyone, I think it's okay to, for you to feel how you feel and say what you say. That way, you can look back and say, hey. I'm not that same person anymore. I'm not, I don't resonate with that person that I was the last episode. Yeah. I do have to say, I think one time I said adjacent over hypotenuse and said tangent. That's not tangent. Oh, so you're gonna fixing it on the oh, spot. Yeah. <laughs> the? Something like that. I know what the difference is. I do math every day. Oh, God. Sorry. That was just killing me. That was killing me. <laughs> I can't believe you brought that I was up. like, it's like opposite over adjacent. That's cosine, bro. I'm like, that's not cosine. Oh, that's, yeah. When I asked her what your sign was, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so stupid. I want to slap myself because I deal with Trig every day and I'm just like, but yeah. I think it's also good that you guys don't agree on everything that you guys talk about because it gives, it gives your, you and your audience a different perspective of your ways of thinking. Yeah. I almost wish we disagreed more. I just kind of roll with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for a fight every time I get on here. Okay, maybe not a fight. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not down for a fight. We yeah. can disagree about that. I mean, it'll be interesting, though, because, uh, you know, we do this podcast and we see each other fairly often, but, you know, life goes on and we, we grow separately. And so at what it'll be interesting seeing um, where we disagree in the future and why. And how our experiences will shape that and how we'll grow from disagreeing and just talking to each other like we have been like we will do you know that just comes down to compassion and understanding realizing that you guys aren't going to agree on everything yeah but you guys won't let disagreements affect your guys' relationship and that's what's most important i think nowadays we're so caught up in a world where everyone wants to be right. And if you don't agree with that person, then it's almost like they don't want you a part of your life. Right. And that can come down to anything, whether it's politics or yeah, just, just personal views. Right. So I, I think we lack a lot of empathy in our generation. We don't know how to communicate and just be honest with each other and realizing that it's not a personal attack. Everybody has their own views. Everybody's viewing the, the world in their own lens, right? Mm. Um, I think the biggest, I think the only disagreements we really had with each other, I mean, we work out, you know, everything. 
but it was mostly just disagreements about just like how things should be set up here. And that's really it. And yeah, then we it just got up. like a good medium. And then we're just like, yeah, we're like boom. Wow, well, this works, this works. And you concede when you need, when you're like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. But, so it's, I think that's honestly the only disagreements we had. Yeah. I guess everything or, or everything, uh, the, a disagreement is so minor to us. Like we tackle disagreements enough that they don't stay in our brains all yeah. the time. Cause I, I find that like in, you kind of got to be a leader like it just for yourself and for other people. And leadership isn't always like taking, taking the reins and being like, I'm going to do all this. Everybody do what I think. That's what a boss does, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But leadership, you really, you really listen to what's going on. And some people know things better than you. And you have to be willing to know that. Like, Usa knows tech, he knows sound, all this, all this crap. If I tried to do it myself, maybe in like a month I could figure it out. Maybe. Um, but it, it wouldn't be the same. He knows things, he knows how to figure things out pretty quick in this space. And uh, oftentimes I find myself, he, he's talking about something, and I'll be like, well, that sounds like this to me, and he'll explain it to me. And it, it might be something you say as a disagreement, like, well, I think we should do this. Well, I think we should do this. And... I, you know, I always keep in mind, you know, he probably knows a lot more about this shit than I do. So I have to see what he's saying. I have to understand what he's saying. And he has to understand what I'm saying. And usually we find out, oh, we're talking about the same you thing. You said the same thing, right? Yeah. You're communicating. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. And <laughs> it's like, oh, I, I want the same goal he wants. I want the same thing he does. And... We just gotta, we gotta get that. Oh, this is, this is how I'm gonna reach it. And I'm like, oh, you know, that makes sense when you explain it that way. Or sometimes I'm like, you know, I don't know enough about this. Do what you think is best. And he does it and it's good. And right. It just shows you that two people can look at the same exact thing, see two different things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think, I think it's good that you guys have a good understanding of each other and i think that it's i don't want to use the word not noble but it's <laughs> i'm trying to noble. think of the right word to use it's um you have a lot of integrity to admit and know when you don't know right allowing usa to do his thing when that's his specialty allowing him to do his thing when that's what he knows how to do and a part of our ego wants to say Hey, I also know what I'm talking about to yeah, some degree, wanna, right? You don't want to seem like a little bitch, right? Like, right. Oh, I know. What's I'm going just saying on. it's it's vice versa. It, it goes hand in hand. <laughs> it's, it goes both ways. Don't. It's not just him, because that that does pop up. Like it, you maybe you're just chilling, and then you know you bring something up, and your your immediate response is always protection, ego protection. Just like hey, like. What are you trying to say? I'm nothing. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what I've been I'm doing or anything like that. You think I'm stupid, and you just got to be like, oh, wait, <laughs> like that's not what's going on. Just <laughs> chill out. <laughs> so, yeah, most definitely. It's just about humility, man. It's like they say, um, a man who asks only a fool for a second. Man who doesn't ask will be a fool forever. Ah, that is so true. I always hear like leaders ask questions, and it's because they're trying to understand. And you know, 
when they do order around it, then usually you're like, oh, he might know something because he's asked all these questions. He's got in the know now. So, well, good. Yeah, I've been holding in that in <laughs> since like the very beginning. All right. And I do feel like this is a good spot to, uh, yeah, I think it's good. Yeah. I think it's good. Well, honestly, it's been fantastic having you on and talking to you a little bit more. I always, I always knew you were a thoughtful individual. I mean, when everyone went hammocking, like you brought a journal and you were journaling along and, but you know, you always seemed like a very perceptive individual. So I was very Appreciate excited that. to talk Appreciate to you. That, man. It was great meeting you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. You guys don't know each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'm too nervous. My hands are sweaty. Why? Why are your hands wet? Because I'm. I just said I'm too nervous. That, mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate appreciate you guys bringing me on the podcast because I hope that you guys would think that I could bring some sort of value to the podcast. Um, this is only my second podcast, so I'm still getting used to the little nuances, right? Talking in front of a camera. Yeah. Try cool. not to make eye contact. Or just. Feeling that I, I'm capable of leading the conversation as well as giving good input to the conversation. So yeah, well, you've definitely brought up a lot of good things, and um, it's the way you you speak and um, the way you carry a conversation. Like it's it's inspiring in a sense. Like there are things from this conversation that I would like to put into next podcasts or see how I can do that. And so I might go back and watch this one because um, it's I certainly enjoy some a lot of the conversation we had and kind of how it went through. So, I mean, thank you because you have and, you know, you said you're hopefully hopefully you see yourself in a lot more creation and impact in the future. And man, I hope to see it and I hope it started here. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess with that. That's that's it. Yeah. Is that like a little that's outro it. or anything? Uh, goodbye. Bye. <laughs>